welcome to another awesome episode of the Nerd Related Sports Edition podcast. It is Thursday, February 18th. As always, we are recording during a Milwaukee Bucks game. So if we go silent for an extended period of time, you'll know why. Holy cow. Uh, wow, we just hit halftime. And last time I checked, the Bucks were winning by like 10. Um, but hey, uh, it's not just me here. We got Brian Soto. Soto, what is uh, going on, man? Lots going on. I'm excited, though. Sports are, uh, well, at least the NBA starts picking up now after the break. Um, <laughs> and I can focus more on it because the NFL's done. And baseball might not start. So it's kind of the only show in town for me. So see if we can uh, get some excitement. Hey, speaking of excitement, we have the uh, most exciting, most eligible bachelor of South Milwaukee with us as well. Andy, how are you feeling, buddy? Um, any, uh, any lucky ladies out there? Uh, that uh, need to know about your relationship status. Every time you introduce me, you bring a smile to my face, Farley. Only you saw long hair. Oh. Only. If only. If only. Corporate yeah. sellout. I'm a, just a corporate sellout. Sorry. Again. <laughs> um, well, hey, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of corporate sellouts, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are at NR Sports Edition. You should check us out on Facebook, Nerd Related, Nerd Related Sports Edition. Uh, like, subscribe. Give us five stars, thumbs up, where, whatever you're, wherever you're getting us. Uh, give us the highest rating you possibly can in whatever form it comes in. And uh, with that, gentlemen, uh, we had the Super Bowl go down on Sunday. Maybe the greatest halftime show ever. Finally, a halftime show for our generation. But um, God, where, <laughs> where do we want to start with Sunday? Because uh, holy cow, a lot happened in a game that really didn't have a lot of fireworks. Yeah, it was a uh, it was entertaining in a weird way. Um, a lot of things to take from it. The one thing that I think was most notable is just Cooper Cup and Donald, and just how much they took over the game in that fourth, that last drive, those last two drives actually. Like Cup's season is up there with Jerry Rice and probably beats Jerry Rice's season, uh, but the performances they put on was just simply incredible. Those last two drives. Uh, but just the way the game was played, every player I felt played to pretty much their expectations. I don't think anybody really dropped the ball besides Eli Apple. Um, did anybody see that Twitter shade from Eli Apple? And, oh, my uh, gosh. Nicole Hardman? <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Dude, it Twitter, I live for Twitter, bro. So much shit just comes out on Twitter. So good. It's the best. So good. I really don't get why Nicole Hardman <laughs> hates Eli Apple so much. But I just like that the players like play their expectations. Burrow and Stafford play well. This, I, I loved how the refing, you know, was let them play. The only thing that I think hindered a little bit was there was some questionable calls in the last two minutes. There's always yeah. going to be, uh, but those calls I think were big enough to leave an imprint on the game, given how the game was called the, the whole time. Like, yep. yeah, the Higgins, the Higgins call, not the Higgins non-call against Ramsey was blatant, and that resulted in a touchdown. And that wasn't called. Maybe it was a makeup call with that cup play, but. That, I don't think that was a penalty by any means. Oh, dude, Aaron, dude that was bad. <laughs> Aaron Donald was obviously offsides on that final play. Oh, my and, God. Yes, he was. Uh, like, those are two blameless calls that one of me was called that shouldn't have been called. The other wasn't called when it should have been called. And it sucks, but it, it is a sour image on the game. Well, on the, on the Cooper Cup play, um, there was a false start on that on that play that they didn't yep. call either. So not only did they miss the false start, then they was called there? it I, I on the, I on the Bengals. That. 
I didn't even see that. I did not see yeah, that. Damn. That's, so it shouldn't that's, happen no matter what. That's the shitty part is like you take away a great game and uh, those like three three plays right there three three I think that should be plays even though two was on the same play uh, put a big damper on the game a little bit. It it brings up I think a bigger question that I mean we've been kind of asking maybe not directly the entire NFL season but. Um, is it time to consider a different form of the coach's challenge where like in the NBA, you can, you can challenge a call, like giving a very limited amount of opportunities for a coach to say, Oh gosh, you got this wrong in a very key situation. I want you to take a look at that and correct it. Um, I think there, there, I think there's a way to do that. There's it's, it's going to be tough to thread the needle, but I think the NFL needs to start exploring that because, yeah, there, there are some people out there that, you know, left Sunday um, with a, a, an awesome, you know, final drive performance by Cooper Cup, uh, focusing on the calls that shouldn't have been or should have been. And, uh, and I, wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even care if the calls were made or not made if the rest of the game wasn't yeah, called out. Was. If you're sure. calling it the whole sure. game, they were letting them play the whole game. Yeah. Which like, was awesome. Yeah, that three was awesome. quarters and eight minutes, there was three total penalties in the game, and they were, like, meaningless. Yeah. Like, how are you just going to all of a sudden turn it up? That's where I get irritated, and that's why it's it, it sucks. Because for that reason, like, you had four, I think, four penalties called on those. Or, like, I don't even know, like, the Aaron Donald should have been called. Things just leave a huge impact on the game. But I mean, I love the fact that Joe Burrow stepped up to the lime, the, the limelight. Chase had a great game. Cup played up to his what we thought. Donald, you know, played great. Stafford played great. Higgins had some some clutch plays. I love that everybody played to their potential, but also at the same time we saw the need for an offensive line for Joe oh, Burrow. Yep. Yeah, dude, that was tough. Uh, but I'm... man, did I crush them bats? Jesus. <laughs> See. <laughs> Oh, side note, uh, I, for the for listeners, I bet randomly it was like plus 1100 I put $90 down on any any non-quarterback throwing a touchdown. It hit it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I had a random feeling. I thought it was like a really common thing for some reason because it's a Super Bowl. Apparently it's only happened five times ever. <laughs> well, it's like, it it's like, like three of those times in the last yeah. three years. It feels like it happens all the time. So it's like, this is a money bet. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways. It, uh, oh shit! What was I gonna say? There I don't was, know. My bad. No, you're you're good because that that <laughs> uh, that bet was probably way better than anything I had to say. But um, <laughs> you know, one thing that was that was kind of odd on that last drive that I wanted to bring up was Sean McVay's play calling when they got in the red zone with under two minutes left. I I don't quite understand I, and. Let me preface this. I get that the Rams could not run the ball to save their lives in that game. However, it is it is under two minutes. The Bengals have three timeouts. You, you're going to have to score a touchdown. Why the hell are you running four consecutive pass plays <laughs> when you can force them to use all of their timeouts, run time off the clock like – you don't, you don't need to convert or try to score on every play. 
run some clock out. It just didn't make sense. And even the plays that they were calling, and I get you're, you're in rhythm and you've, you're putting a nice drive together, but it wasn't like Sean McVay was pulling out all the stops in the red zone there. It was a lot of plays that were that the Bengals easily, easily picked up on. And that's why it took so long for them to score. But I, I, I remember texting you guys like there's a lot of time left and the Bengals mm-hmm. had what two timeouts going into that final drive. Like that to me was very scary and something that obviously we we're not talking about because of the result, but something that I think owes some attention. I mean, it's the same. Yeah. Oh, my bad. So go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish that because I'm not talking about the Rams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe Cam Akers isn't that good. Like, you know, I think he averaged 1.4 yards per carry. Like, he wasn't really killing it either. So, I mean, it's the same concept of why give it to this guy right now who's not being successful and just keep going to what's working. We can't shut down Cup and we're playing for the championship. Like, we. I'd rather at that time, like, keep going to what's working and trust my defense with Aaron Donald, just this fucking freak, um, to stop him than play this, I don't want to say scared game, but conservative game. Like, stick with what's working. Go to, go to your dogs. So, I, can, I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say, I can, I can appreciate that. Like, but, again, like, I, I don't know. You, you, you can – clearly he's getting stuffed on on plays where you're running either between the tackles or you're you're just running straight straight ahead um at that point in the game that's when you're pulling something out that maybe you you, you haven't shown yet um and it just i don't know it just it got predictable at the end also like mcveigh runs on every second down and it's just like so like obvious and no wonder those run plays stopped working because yeah it was very predictable um and then of course when he's unpredictable is at a point in time when you know he's he's not using the clock and his play calling into his favor and yeah he he won He's a very good head coach. Don't get me wrong, but just I was just very confused by some of those decisions on the stretch. Soto, go ahead. I mean, on the Bengals side of the ball, like Mixon was having a great game yards per carry. Like he was killing it. And it's the same thing. Like, why would you run the ball on third and one and not have him be the one running the ball? Yeah. Like I get, I get trying to be deceptive, but he's averaging. I want to say it was like 4.2 yards a carry. <laughs> like, if you want somebody running the ball, it should be Mixon or Joe Burrow, not um, Payne. Or was it Payne? Payne? No, no, oh, Samaj P. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. yeah so, Samaj. like, why? You know, like, wh- what? How does that even become the play? Unless they changed it at the line. I, I wasn't paying that close attention. I mean, that could have happened, but it was that was a bad call in general just with the personnel that was on the field. It doesn't make sense to me. So Zach Taylor actually addressed that and I I'll give Zach Taylor credit for like being, being very honest and transparent about what happened in that, in that situation. Um, Pretty much like he looked at his runnings back running back coach and said, do we want to get Joe in there? And he said, ah, no, it's fine. Or it may have been the other way around where the running back coach brought it up and Taylor had made the decision just to leave him in. And he said, look, like, Uh, you know, obviously retrospectively, like that wasn't the right call, but they, they knew what they were doing. And, and uh, again, I don't want to defend Zach freaking Taylor to my, to my ends after. You just got a contract extension. Yeah. He just, he just got got banked. Like, 
P Ryan for the majority of the season has been the short yardage and third down back. So it was like, okay, first, pers- like personnel package wise, it makes sense, but you're right. Like this is a key play. Like right. why the hell is it your best play caller out there? Best, best playmaker out there uh, outside of Jamar chase. I mean, he I mean, was wide open on that last play oh too. God. <laughs> if Joe Burrow has like half a second more to, to see him. Jalen Ramsey was, I think he fell, <laughs> right? Did he fall? Something yeah. He was so him. open, dog. It was over at that point. But even like, why didn't Samaj like dive? Like, I felt like he had a, it wasn't bit hard, but you just dove a little. Like, I think he made had a chance to catch that ball too. For like the greatest play of all time. <laughs> Man, so many what ifs, man. I mean, the Super Bowl. I, I think it was entertaining. Like, oh yeah, definitely. I don't think it was like the best Super Bowl, but I think it was a good game to watch. The last couple minutes made it even more exciting. Um, I think it was fun to find. There was some drama. Stressed. Yeah, right. Definitely. Like the, both of the quarterbacks got possibly hurt. You know, <laughs> you know, Matt. I mean, uh, Matt Stafford goes down first, and like, okay, that looked like a bad ankle roll, and then now you have. Joe Burrow getting hurt again. I'm like, oh no! If he comes out of this game, Joe Burrow, Neither of them are a camera lady though. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Is, is it just me or is Joe Burrow like every time he like he gets nicked up, it looks you're just like gas bad. Like, it's yeah. gone. Man, he's done. People were saying they think he retore his ACL with no reports out yet. I, I thought that too. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, he, no. He played different. He didn't look as agile from after he did it. Like, there was a, I mean, granted, like, there's going to be noticeable difference just twisting your knee. Like, I tore my ACL. I twisted my knee after that. There's noticeable disparate difference. I'm not even one-eighteenth of the athlete Joe Burrow. I'm 100. <laughs> like, whatever. But there's noticeable difference at that point. But it does beg the question, like, did he – tears ACL because like, you can still throw a football on a torn ACL. You can still do stuff. You just lose a lot of mobility. He, uh, I mean, that would be awful, first off. Let's oh. address that. I mean, that would be a terrible yeah. news for the NFL, yeah. especially for the Bengals. Yeah, that um, but let's be real. If it was any other game, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't have came back into the game. You know, like, this was, um, I'm sure the injury is a lot worse than what people want to believe because he came back but it's a super bowl there's no way you're gonna stay on the sideline if you can stand <laughs> so i wouldn't doubt it if he had a torrid acl like that would suck ass though if he did I'd oh my be god distraught. i like being a being a huge t t higgins owner in in the fantasy space i watched a lot of Bengals football this past year at least offensively and like there were probably like three maybe four times throughout the year that he he would go down and grab his knee get up limping and i just remember being convinced every time like that's it that's it same thing happened sunday and like he just comes back and he's like yep i'm good like they must have they must have put cart like like rubber in his (laughs) fucking knee when they did surgery because i don't understand how he keeps doing this the problem Fine, is, too, like, because he's already, like, when you tear, and did you tear your ACL? I did, yeah. So, like, when you tear that stuff, like, you can get to a point where you play again, but that structure is not the same anymore. The problem is, this man was sacked a, a gazillion times this season. Like, every time he's getting hit and getting back up, that shit adds up. So, as the season goes on and you're wearing on, each one of those hits and sacks, it does hurt your body more because you're tired of it. There's no different in the playoffs. He was getting hit 
in this game, he didn't get hit to the second half. It felt like he was pretty clean the first half. But the more people fall around your legs, man, after they're already hurt yeah. or they've been hurt, the worse the worse it is. I always, yeah. I always wonder. So, like a lot of these young rookies, and I know we've we've talked about this before. When they play on these bad teams and get drafted high, they generally are playing or you know behind bad offensive lines, and then they pick up bad habits, and that carries over. You know they might show signs of greatness or you know have have a good a good season or a stretch, and then they just pick up these bad habits. Joe Burrow seems to be like a guy who's not going to fall into that because he just stands there and he fucking takes it. But yeah, if they don't do something this offseason <laughs> to address that offensive line, he's going to be Andrew Luck. It's it's 100%. 100%. Oh, man. Time out. So I'm kind of Facebooking while we're talking right now. Have you guys seen this? I just said to the chat. Have you seen the beam of Patrick Mahomes' wife? And other? Uh, I think it's a sea lion. <laughs> oh, my God. A sea lion? I think that's what it is. Or it's, like a, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a oh Pixar character. She do look like him, though. <laughs> oh, I'll go on God. our Twitter page. You guys we're talking about. Photoshop it, bro. Put, yeah, your work, put your skills to work. Put her hair on yeah. the um on the thing. I'm not. Yeah, this... I'm not that good. But holy cow, somebody uh, who is needs to do it. It's we'll share happen. this on our Twitter page, though, for all that are interested. It is hilarious. <laughs> wow. Anyways, my bad for interrupting. That, that is a oh, dynamic. That's, that's quality. That's quality. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I wish we. I wish we had video going because we could throw. I wish. That yeah. I wish we were on the Oculus right now. <laughs> oh um, man. Anyways, uh. Outside of the game, uh, just quickly, thoughts on the halftime show. Uh, that was, I thought it was awesome. It was good. It was good. Um, I hate that people are ripping on 50. Granted, 50 deserves to be ripped on for what he does in the social media atmosphere. It just obliterates people with what his, his game is. But because <laughs> it got some break, like, man, we're all like, I'm 34. You know, I put on easily 50 pounds since I <laughs> was listening in the club. Like, 50's going to do that too. Yeah. That's man, some slack. But How I love it. he? Uh, he's in, I think, early 40s. Yeah, 40s. I think he's early 40s. Like yeah. like, yeah, all these people that are making fun of him for being a, a you know, slightly overweight, like, were you ever as jacked as he was? Right. And when you drop, <laughs> when you drop a hit, like, in the club, and, and that's not considering all of his other hits, then maybe you can judge him. But holy cow. Like, I mean, even in our most jacked days, I don't even know if I could, like, do what he did at like just now, like hanging from that yeah, bar, my hanging, leg, and like he that. pulled himself up there. Yeah, like, like I don't know if I could do that. There's video of him going up, pulling himself up, putting his legs through the bar. Yeah, like but I, dude I, survived I love... a gunshot. Like lay off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I thought the show about. was cool. I it, was, it was dope. Was I liked. It. I liked how Dre portrayed, like you know, being the producer. Yeah. I liked how they mixed in. Uh, forgot about Dre with Snoop, and then put some other shit in between it. Bring out Eminem to, to close it. Um, I thought it was really good. I liked it. Also, I don't think Eminem like ages. Like whatever yeah, he's, it looks whatever, exactly the same. Yeah, man. I was so pissed so they didn't they didn't drop his J's. I thought the Jordans were gonna go on sale, like the Justin Timberlake. Uh, Jordan's no, those are hit, like custom for him. Yeah, I thought those were gonna be like, well, the when Justin Timberlake, I don't remember, but he had the the ones on. I think it was, or no, he had the same three. Yeah, the same ones. Yeah, yeah, but they were different colors, or whatever. Like those were a surprise drop. Nobody knew that was happening. I was like, oh shit, is Eminem's dropping surprise Jordans? But no, nah, I was, I was sadly uh, mistaken. <laughs> 
Oh man, yeah, I could dope. talk about this halftime show forever, but yeah, like I just, so much I'm stuff. Kind of, I wish Mary J. Blige played Real Love. That's the only thing I wish. Well, it was only 12 minutes, so. Right. I <laughs> so. mean, the whole theme, uh, there's so, so much. Like, the fact that people are making fun of 50, but, like, you can't do that to a woman, per se, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, here is the entire internet going in on how 50 got fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just crazy to me. Like, the double standards, and usually it's on the other end, right? Like, usually it's against women. Um, but oh, yeah. when it's that blatant dog, it's just fucking crazy to me. Uh, and kneeling is a big moment. Um, yeah. So a lot of dude, the racist came out though, bro, on Twitter for this halftime show. It oh was so God. bad. I know. They were <laughs> everywhere, dog. It was like, what? And then <laughs> it just from both parts, like the people that didn't care, um, what was going on because they wanted like some 1970s rock band you know out there like you, every you fucking want you two back on the fucking halftime yeah. show like bro if you don't shut up dog let let them have the moment i want my music on here if i you know what i'm saying like i don't care about none of this shit but i know every song they're singing right now like when youtube's love- out there i don't think i know an, a single youtube ly- lyric bro not a single no. one no, I love uh, Kendrick too. I don't think he's giving enough love for what he put out there. He's he's always a talented person, and the fact that we're not talking about Kendrick's performance just proves how great a performer he is. No, he's yeah. nice. They they had like the NFL censored them. Like Ken, one oh, of yeah. Kendrick's lyrics was not on there, and it was about cops. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I I heard they didn't want him kneeling. See, I um, heard that they didn't tell him not to. They were aware that. of it, but I'm sure they weren't like, you know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they told them like, I'm doing this, but I'm sure they weren't like, fire. yeah, you know, that's a great idea. Um, yeah. the, They were all like color choreographed, except for fucking Snoop was like, I'm just wearing blue, y'all. Everybody yeah. else wearing black, she's wearing white, Snoop's on the side wearing go- blue. Both of the joints. Yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. But people are like, why is this news? Like, I'd be more surprised if he didn't smoke before going on there. Like, that's right. news to me. Snoop's right. not high. Okay, <laughs> that that makes sense to me. That's like, oh shit, that's that's big news. But Snoop high? Okay. I'm I saw breathing. some shit on TikTok about M. Nealon, um, because there are some people that were offended or whatever, and they're like, oh, so it wasn't about the anthem. <laughs> you know, like with time, everything comes out, right? Like, yeah. So if you're still triggered by this, and yeah. the anthem is not playing, then it was never about the anthem. Yeah. Way to way to figure that out. Now. <laughs> Good job. You finally thought about what he was doing. Congrats. Oh, oh man. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good show. Good show. Yeah, and and you know a, another exciting game that went down to the wire, like just about every damn playoff game this year. So it was a good end of the year, uh, which now leads into the uh, unknown of the off season. And Seven uh, wow, Oof. we've got a lot of uh, we got a lot of drama that's going to hit in the probably the next gosh two months, sixty days, Yeesh. and then we're right on draft season. Yeesh. Man, shit. 20 days like rogers is making a decision before free agency starts yeah yeah and i'm sure like uh, some of these other guys that are kind of hanging out there in the balance are gonna so let's talk about that real quick just you know if you have a thought on on where quarterbacks going obviously andy you had mentioned 
offline that there are a lot of wide receivers, big name wide receivers that are going to be in new uniforms or signing new contracts this year. I guess just start throwing out some predictions or thoughts on where you think some some guys may end up. I think Buccaneers are going to get somebody big. Uh, if I had to take a guess, I think it's going to be Watson. Uh, but I think Buccaneers land somebody. I think Vikings land Wilson, possibly, or maybe Watt. Wow. I, I think Wilson ends up in a Viking uniform. Mm-hmm. I watched the Pro Bowl, and, like, Wilson and Jefferson had a chemistry. And I could see Wilson demanding a trade out. Um, I could see Rodgers actually coming back to Green Bay. I think Rodgers and Adams are back. I don't think they're leaving. If I had to put money on that. Um, those are some of the bigger ones I think that are happening. Cousins, I think, ends up in Denver. I think that's where he ends up. Really? Or, or possibly in the, the Wilson trade. Uh, where it's cousins to to Seattle with draft picks, maybe Thielen or something like that. Um, possibly even Dalvin Cook, you know, because you still got Madison in the background um, for for Wilson. But yeah, I think those are some of the moves that might happen. That's that's some that's some wild shit, Andy. I haven't heard anybody <laughs> say all of that. Uh, but again, well, I mean, like but, Cordero but Watson, Patterson. I'll just drop that Cordero Patterson. Right. Go but, ahead. But Watson came out and said, "I want to go to Buccaneers or Vikings." Right. And I don't see Texans doing it in our division or conference, so he goes to the Buccaneers. I mean, I don't see the Vikings getting him though. I, don't know, I just see Buccaneers giving him more. Um, Wilson. I just watched the Pro Bowl. He seemed to have a connection with Jefferson, and you know, I could see. Seattle still be in the position of wanting a competitive quarterback to still compete with Metcalf and Lockett. And you still have Bobby Wagner there and some other defensive players. P. Carroll's not getting any younger as a coach. You still need a competent quarterback. Um, so maybe Cousins goes back in that trade and then you get some pieces. It, it kind of makes sense to me. So so then what do you make of Wilson saying publicly and, and, and very, very uh, – demonstratively saying, I want to stay in Seattle. Like, do you think he's just posturing? Do you think he's just trying to put pressure on the team? Like in some way to, to, to make moves, I guess, then how do you sort that out? That's a politically correct answer to say. Like when has Wilson ever been the person to go against anything, like anything of the popular opinion? Like if Wilson were to say, I want out of Seattle, that ruins Wilson's brand. And I personally am not a fan of Russell Wilson's character. I, that's going to go against a lot of these Wisconsin fans. Um, but I kind of <laughs> feel like he's a sellout, personally. And I feel what? like he does whatever's best for Russell Wilson. He puts on this As fake persona. And puts on this fake persona of who he, he – he's like a Carlton, like in Press Prince. I, I just don't like – I'm not a big fan of Russell Wilson, personally. Like I LeBron? fake. Huh? I know. I, I just feel like Russell Wilson is more fake. You think okay. Russell Wilson is more fake than LeBron? Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm curious. So, like you said, sellout. Like, is there a particular like instance where you feel like he's he sold out, or do you just think in general like that's just part of the fake persona that you're describing? I'm interested in this take. <laughs> we're, we're getting on like, a whole different topic. But me personally, feeling like you're one of the few African American black quarterback or black quarterbacks in the like NFL. Why are you not standing up for not having more black coaches out there? Why is your 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 big public image right now? Like, take some stands. Like, okay. you've never gone against the public. Like, he's very public square. Is, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a square like, dude. Whatever the whatever like the, the popular opinion right now is, Russell Wilson saying yes, that's the right thing to do. 
he's never gone against the public opinion and like voice of anything of uh, well he's conservative like he's religious like that's a part of like his identity right like i feel like i don't know if it's a fake thing i think it's just he claims it's Wisconsin. He went, here, he went here for one year. Like you didn't go to Wisconsin. Like you went here for one year. Just okay. But if know. he goes, if he doesn't go there for one year, is he in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a oh, wow. That's a that's a fun alternate universe to consider. <laughs> I think yeah. I think if if he lands on like a comparable, you know, I mean, he he was still a third round draft pick coming out of Wisconsin. Like it wasn't like he was a high draft pick. He only got there because Matt Flynn got hurt. Mr. Um, Unlimited. Yeah, so that? it wasn't like, yeah, like, you have that. Must have been, so it's like he was like a high, like, draft He's a third on draft pick. So he came out of North Carolina State before he was that transfer. He was projected a fourth, fifth round draft pick. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. But, anyways, I don't know how we got this topic, but I do see <laughs> Russell Wilson. It was, it was an interesting take. Um, I do see him going to Minnesota. I mean, just the, the culture there feels like a Russell Wilson town. I see Watson going to Tampa Bay. Cousins going to Seattle, Denver. I, I don't know who they get because I, I do feel Rogers sticks in Green Bay with Adams. Um, I do hope that Mitchell Trubisky gets a shot to like somewhere again. Oh I man, you got, got dog. He he did. And so, you know, go ahead, go ahead, Seto. No, because you finish your thought because I'm gonna go back into like uh, free agents in a second. Yeah. So. Um, uh, well, I, I'll just take a moment to say, like, I, I agree with Andy on the Rodgers take. And uh, yes, I'm a Packer fan. And yes, I want Rodgers back. But let me let me take a, a minute here to, like, walk through, I think, some of the things that a lot of people are ignoring about the, the Packers situation and why it works. First off, like, you have to understand that the cap is not a simple thing. And it is one person's job on every team to understand the cap. With that, there are ways that contracts are written and contracts are devised that you and I and every typical sports fan out there just simply don't understand. And well, (laughs) well, you know, like the way that some contracts are backloaded, I can't explain to you how that works, but at the end of the day, the NFL <laughs> signs off and says, well, yep, you can do that. Or yeah, <laughs> you can give somebody a, a workout bonus this way or an incentive this way. Like the Packers have thought about all of that before they started, you know, really, really courting Rogers to come back. This is something that's been on their radar, just like it's been on the radar of the New Orleans Saints every single year that if you look at their cap situation, you would say, wow, that oh, is an geez. abyss. Um, it, there, there's, there's a way to make that work. And just because it's difficult and nearly impossible for some of us who are not, you know, lawyers or experts on the way that sports contracts are written, doesn't mean it can't be done. Um, there, there's a way to do that. Now they're not going to, the Packers are not going to keep Rogers and Adams and bring everybody back. There's, there are going to be some cap casualties, but for a lot of people out there that are saying there's no way it can be done because of the cap situation. Like you, it, I know it's abstract, but you have to open your mind to the possibility that like there are things that are happening that you just can't see and don't necessarily understand. I know you're coming here to talk about sports and this is a big element of that, but like, let's face it. Like it is somebody's full-time job to understand that. 
I mean, that, um, like, we have some players like an Aaron Jones, so I'm preaching, like, I don't think Aaron Jones will be a Packer next year. Uh-uh. Everybody yeah. says he will be, but his contract is huge. Like, we've seen, like, what we would consider stud players on other teams be traded for a fifth-round draft pick four-cap space. So it's very plausible that, like, Aaron Jones is traded to Kansas City for a fourth-round draft pick or yep. to the Texans for a fourth-round draft pick. Like, it's not that far out of the realm for that to happen to create right there $13 million in cap space. Um, I digress. It just it just feels like they want – the only way – like, they won't do that. So, they need to have somebody here, right? So, like, if – I don't think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both come back. I think Rodgers could come back. Dude, Devontae Adams, say they franchise him. That's $20 million. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. What's this contract going to be? 90? 100? So let's say it's 25 million a year. What's the guaranteed on that money? I don't know. 70? 65, 65 million? I mean, it. if I'm him and Rodgers isn't committed for another four years, like I wouldn't want to come back here. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I, why would I want to do that? That I, doesn't even make sense for my career trajectory. Adams is also twenty. He's Adams also twenty nine years old. He's, That's he's exactly not getting, what I was gonna say. He's not getting you know that much money. He's gonna get a big contract. Don't get me wrong, but it's gonna be like three years, two, three years, two years, sixty million, nah. forty guaranteed. No um, way. Maybe Hopkins money. Like, I don't know Hopkins when he signed his contract. I could be wrong on that aspect. But Adams is twenty nine years old. He's gonna get a huge contract. He's gonna get a huge deal. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup. You might, can say might Cooper Cup, that. right? You can say Cooper Cup. You can say that. I would, I would accept that. But I don't know. I just feel like it goes elsewhere, and the Raiders make sense. Even if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, the Raiders make sense. I mean, that'd be cool to see him and Carr. Right. Oh, I would, I would love together. that. That makes I, sense I for that. him. Like, it would, it would be fun to watch too, right? But like that, that just makes. I don't know. The Raiders are, are a decent team. It's not like they suck. They got other weapons. Yeah. See, the thing is, I think the Packers are more willing to lose Rodgers than Adams. Really? So it kind of feels like, like, they've, like, I thought, I think I've heard reports, like, they really want to love and, like, Adams to form a relationship, which is, I mean, understandable for various reasons, but I, I feel like I've heard reports that I maybe feel like they would keep Adams over Rodgers. I mean, you invested a first round draft pick in this. Shitty ass quarterback. I gotta <laughs> give him like, yeah, well, some sort of like security blanket. And yeah, I mean, I agree. He needs a security blanket. Who are you gonna find better than Devontae Adams? Like, granted, you can put Rogers there. You know, have Adams there. Like, you have MVS, Lazard, and whatever scrub we pick up in the fourth round. I don't know who's gonna be this year, but you know, like. It feels like they'd be more positioned to want to keep Adams over Love, and not saying that's the right thing to do, but that's what it feels like. I mean, I could, I could see where that, where that possibility exists. And I you just have love for you have, you have love for I think two more years, three more years of this contract. Let's say it's Adams for a three-year contract. Like they're both done at the same time. You can cut ties and say, yeah. Adams era is done. Love era is done. We're moving on completely at that point to find a new, you know, Joe Burrow, Higgins, Chase type deal. So, so I, I want to go back to something you said, Andy. That you know, Devonte Adams is going to is twenty nine. That means at the end of next season, this a year from now, he's going to be thirty. 
And yeah. that is a scary place to be if you're a wide receiver. That's why he wants a big extension. Yeah, Julio's thirty one, right? Julio? Yeah, thirty one, I think. Julio, I think he's thirty two now. Yeah, Hopkins twenty nine or thirty, yeah. I think too. So yeah. I mean, you, some some desperate team out there might may try to offer him a five year deal. The Packers are oh, gonna, the Packers will cap or tag him and you know try to try to make an exchange. But like in reality, what Green Bay is probably thinking, and again, I have not. This is not based on reports. This is just based on sort of knowing the way that they operate um, and have in the past with with Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and other receivers that sort of reach this point. They're they're gonna they're probably franchise tag him this year and then maybe let him walk, um, or or renegotiate with him or basically go to the negotiating table with him next year at thirty years old with with a, a season behind him where he's not the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think he's, he's still going to have a very productive year, but to be 30 and to do what he's done uh, this past year, again, that's going to be a challenge. And history says that that doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. Now he's, he's a great player. So there's definitely a possibility, but I think the Packers sort of understand that. And that might be why you're hearing them talk franchise tag and not extension at this point. I think he gets a Julio Jones contract. So I'm looking right now, Julio Jones is 33 years old. In 2019, he signed a four-year contract for $70 million, which sounds probably about the same thing. Or no, I'm sorry, he signed a three-year contract for $66 million. $22 million a year, which sounds about right. Average guarantee was $64 million. So we'd, we'd all be correct about that aspect, about the guaranteed money that Soto mentioned. Like the contract that Farley and I mentioned, just a little different aspect. And that sounds feasible, you know, for him to get. Also, like, I, I want to jump back to Rogers for a second. I swear we can we can move on. But like, obviously, like our we follow a lot of a lot of insiders because part of this podcast also focuses exclusively on fantasy. And there's a lot of back and forth <laughs> right now with with Denver beat writers. And Packer beat writers about who who has the better situation. Like right now, in in at least a one year snapshot, I think Green Bay probably has a better roster and a better chance for Aaron Rodgers to win. Also, consider what what Aaron Rodgers' beef was going into this year. I think a lot of people just assume that you put this connection together that they drafted Jordan Love, and therefore, like that was the straw. Like Aaron Rodgers was pissed because he feels like the front office doesn't treat players like people. And that's a double-edged sword, especially if you're a fan of a team, but like, that's what he was looking for. And Green Bay did a lot this year to show him otherwise. And now they're trying to do it again by, you know, bringing him back in and yeah, they're going to throw a lot of money at him. And he said, it's not about the money, but, you know, he's he's talking about the way that they've made him feel. He talks about how, like, these redemption stories of guys like Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell. And, like, I think those sort of meta feelings or those, those that weird touchy personnel uh, aspect to things that he wanted, he got. And uh, that's why I think he's going to come back. Uh, now there's this story that Tom Clements is coming out of retirement to be a quarterback coach. A guy who's two years retired isn't going to come back to coach Jordan Love. I think that's more likely than to coach Aaron Rodgers. 
what does Aaron Rodgers need with the coach? I also heard Dude, on, he, um, he loves him. Yeah, that I I think it's more likely like, hey, you were successful coaching uh, someone in the conversation to be a goat. I need you to come help me coach Jordan Love because we need to know what's going on with this dude. I mean, on the local station though, to continue to talk about Rodgers, they were saying another thing to throw into this because he broke up with uh, Woodley or whatever the hell her name <laughs> yep. is. Oh, um, another thing to throw into this is like he's getting old, bro, and the people he wants to date are like famous people. Like in Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's not likely that you're gonna have a big dating pool. Like but, you got they were they went in on in on this for like forty five minutes. I don't know if I disagree oh or don't God. disagree. But I think it might like it could be a, a part of the decision factor. Like what do I wanna do post NFL and also with the rest of my life, I need to start now. I'm forty. What is he? Forty-one. He's thirty-eight. <laughs> so, but, I think it could apply. It's possible. So there, there was a report, and I'll try to find it. But pretty much, like it said, like they broke up, or the story is they broke up because Rogers was focused on football too much, and she just like does not get that. And if that's true, then that takes that argument and just turns it on its head. Um, now, look, he can. He, he can date whoever he wants. I, I don't know about his dating life. It seems like he's looking for something that maybe he's having trouble finding. Um, but let, let me jump back to something I can speak to. And that's the Tom Clements thing. Uh, I, I, him and Tom Clements are tight as hell. And if, if this was a case where Mike McCarthy was still the coach, the, from basically the coaching tree that Tom Clements comes from, and then he comes back, I might say, okay, Soto, that's that's probably a good point. But he has absolutely no connection with Matt LaFleur. Like, to me, that's more of like a, a Rodgers-type move. Um, and I, I, again, I can't see, like, if you're, if you're a head – if you're a quarterback coach, why you're coming out of retirement to go coach Jordan Love. I don't know. I, we could – I could be wrong, but that's just – that's how I interpret that move. Can we just look at like the obvious? Like he already said, like, "Hey, I'm gonna make a choice before free agency is like started." So he's got like a choice already, like because free agency is already a pretty big factor in where you're gonna go. So like you're gonna make that choice of, "Hey, I'm coming to Green Bay," so he'll know I'm here to come to me. It's how I kind of think of it, you know, like because if yeah. you like if you're like gonna what you. Or is Soto is gonna is it gonna argue? Or he could be doing that for the team that he goes to, right. so that they make I mean, moves. How many people have we attracted? I'm not even a Packer fan, but like, he's been the best quarterback in the NFL for how long? And how many free agent offensive people that were like, we got excited over a couple, right? <laughs> but they weren't ever like top tier no. weapons. Like, but is there just, any? But is there any like we granted Tom Brady did hold out last year and I won't say hello, but he like waited for the free agent to die down before he did his thing and like Tampa Bay was the team that made sense. Is there a team truly that makes sense to make that Super Bowl run given all of their factors besides roster but conference, everything else that Tampa Bay did? The 49ers, 49ers is probably the only one, but you just invested a first round or second pick exactly. on Trey Lance. So I would what about argue the Colts? I don't think the Colts have a roster offensively that puts you in position. I don't know. Possibly. Colts are the only team I could say, yeah. 
That's a, that's an interesting one. But if if Adams went with him to Indianapolis, then yes. But like playmaker wise, it's that's that's that would be a challenge. But at the same time, does I honestly don't know. Does Rodgers like playing in a dome? I don't know. He yeah, doesn't I, like playing in the cold at home in the playoffs either. <laughs> well, yeah, he just sucks in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, Colts are interesting because they, they already pretty much said, yeah, we're 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 trading, yeah. cutting. Yeah, they're getting rid of them for sure. The only thing I would argue is they just don't have wide receiver people, wide receiver core. Like Pittman's a, a solid piece, but not yeah, he's like, all right. Rogers be like, yo, I'm gonna come there, and Jonathan Taylor. Well, like what else stud. can you add? Right, you talked about um wide receivers so you got adams you have chris godwin you have yeah, these are all free agents tampa already pretty much said they're gonna franchise take him again though uh mike williams chargers yeah. uh who else is on this list alan robinson oh he's he's getting up there in age too but he, is he 29 is he 29 okay but he's a, i think a year younger or he's like he's, a year behind adams yeah, he's the same draft class as Adams. I think oh, okay. Like you're behind. Yeah, uh, Odell, class. who probably tore his yeah, ACL. Same. Yeah, it's the whole twenty fourth, whole twenty fourteen class. Odell, A. Rob, Adams, all Hopkins. I think was in that draft class. Who else is on here? There's a there's a whole lot of like edge rushers that are free agents too. Christian, I know Christian Kirk's on it. Michael Gallup's on it. Yeah, Michael Gallup, uh, Antonio Brown. Which who knows what happens <laughs> yeah. to him. Um, what about what about my Dallas Patterson? Matt, I mentioned him. Miami. Andy, Andy mentioned Cordero Patterson, but Miami could be obviously like I think the Deshaun Watson ship sailed from there. But like for Wilson or Rogers, like is Miami a possible spot? Uh, Their offensive line is kind of, uh, but they've got some. They got they got good playmakers. I don't know what their defense is going to look like without Flores, but th- that could be something. Good weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't, man. I don't think I don't none feel, of them go to Miami. <laughs> I don't feel that team's because he has to go to a team that's ready to like contend and like Tampa Bay. Like you, Tampa Bay just had that feeling. Like same with LA. Like we need a quarterback and we're going to win. What about like, what about the Cardinals? I mean, it's the NFC, so it's not likely, right? But like, we're just talking about fits. What if if yeah, the relationship we, with Kyler Murray for real is broken? Man, I would love that shit. <laughs> Sign me up. Like that shit would be nuts. I don't know. I don't think the Packers would do it, but that if you're talking about what team could make that next leap, I mean, if the relationship's broken, which it seems that it is, I, that's where I would I would want to go. Sign me up. Send me to Arizona. I kind of feel though Arizona's going to explode as a, a franchise. I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out of nowhere because this drama between Kyler and the franchise and given the fact that he's like up for a contract extension right now is very um, rookie-ness as a coach and a GM to this leak that it's nonsense. And that's all I keep saying is that Kyler Murray is pulling nonsense. Um, <laughs> I don't like. I feel there's gonna be a lot that comes out right now, whether it's good or bad. I already, I was just reading as well on Facebook while we were talking, but JJ Watt might request a trade of the franchise as well. Granted, I mean whatever he's kind of uh, just injury prone yeah, now. Yeah. But um, I think Arizona might ex- ex- explode really quick. And reality is like they sucked 
the, the half, last half of the season. I don't know if like Aaron Rodgers puts him to that edge of like a Super Bowl contender because that's where he wants to go. Like Denver's I feel like they had a lot of injuries though too. I mean, but, I mean, those guys aren't getting younger. Like Hopkins is another year older. Watts another year older. Edmonds and Connor are both free agents. If if Rodgers went to Arizona, like he would light up the first seven weeks, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then, well, or or maybe this, he would struggle the first three getting used to the offense, then go on a tear for like seven eight games, and then Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't make any adjustments, and then they would crater. Like I think it, I think all those problems in Arizona deal with Cliff Kingsbury. Like he's he's clearly not managing the locker room. He's he has a history of not being able to make adjustments. Like I don't think you should fire him this year, but he, you you shorten his leash because he's not heading in the right direction. I mean, reality is like I think I don't think Tennessee could pull it off, but if Tennessee could get Adams and Rodgers, I think they're there. But just <laughs> that would be Rogers. awesome. But just Rodgers to Tennessee, I think they can make the leap because their defense was pretty solid. They already have Antonio Brown there. They have Derrick Henry. I could see Julio taking a massive pay cut to bring Rodgers there. Like, I think Tennessee might be able to make that leap. leap. I know like he bought the house in Nashville. The dating scene at Subtle Mention, which I don't think plays at all because the guy's still pulling while he's living in Green Bay as is. Like, it doesn't matter where you live. Is that confirmed, though? Can you confirm that he is pulling in Green Bay? I don't, you, saw, you can't. <laughs> you just saw the two girls he was dating. Like, you can't. He I mean, them. I think, isn't Danica Patrick from Wisconsin? Yeah. He I want to say she's girls. from Wisconsin. But there's also the girl from uh, the gaming show before her. Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn? Yeah. So, you know, he's pulled three sexy-ass girls, like, living in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I don't think that really matters you're a millionaire quarterback that so but they're all wants. failed but they're all failed relationships right like none of these you live. it does because none of these girls live here olivia munn shailene woodley they all are like hollywood chicks they're, these are chicks that are making movies like during the season at home games i'm just playing devil's advocate because i don't know if it really matters to him or not but <laughs> Man, this is the worst show I like, dude no i love this go <laughs> like, ahead at this point yeah at what point like if they are, if he, say he plays in, in California, right? The Niners or wherever, the, the Raiders. Because um, Vegas is like a two-hour drive. Now it's not just the offseason where you're spending time. Like, you're spending time home games during the week. Like, that matters, right? And that maybe that's why this chick is like, you only care about football. Because she probably sees them every other weekend and on the offseason. And the rest of the time, Aaron Rodgers is trying to win a Super Bowl. So, like, it does if if... That's what matters to him, and he cares about having a relationship that would affect me if I cared. Like, it would be like, okay, well, I need to be closer to where these people live, right? Like, where where they're doing, because it's clearly affecting his relationships. So, I think he probably just needs to come out and say it and just get together with Joe Rogan. Where does (laughs) Joe Rogan lives in New Jersey? Or, you know, he's born in New Jersey. Where's Joe Rogan at right now? Texas, I believe, Austin. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Rogers (laughs) Rogers to Houston or Rogers to uh, Dallas? That will be our conversation next week. Can you imagine Um, them in the Cowboys? (laughs) Oh, my God. Him and and, uh, Lamb would be fire. Yeah. I remember thinking that at that draft that all those receivers went one by one by one. Anyways. 
Um, let's uh, let's move on because obviously this is going to be a long off season, and we kind of just started scratching the surface because I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, it's going to feel like seven years. Um, <laughs> but hey, this weekend is uh, All Star hey. Weekend, Woo! and uh, I mean, yeah, we every year we get pretty excited for it, and then it's like, okay, but Not hey. Um, <laughs> some new formats coming, some new, uh, some new wrinkles excited for some stuff. Yeah. What, what do you like expect? What? I, know, I know there's new formats. What new formats are you talking about? So I like the, um, the, so the skills challenge has like teams of people and the Tentacumpos are a team. You got Giannis, Alex, and Thanasis in the Taco Bell skills challenge. Oh, nice. You got the team Cavs is Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. And then Tim Rooks is Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Oh, Scotty Barnes, future seven-time MVP. Uh, Scotty Barnes. <laughs> I think that'll be fun. I like how the NBA does, you know, different stuff sometimes. I think the slam dunk contest is an epic fail. Like this, Joel Anthony, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Obi Toppin, and Jalen Green are the four contestants. Bum, bum, <laughs> yeah, definitely not looking forward to that. Star power, it sucks, but mother efforts can fly. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But... Cole Anthony, I think he's be a stud. I mean, a dud. I love Cole Anthony as a player, but I think he's be a dud. But Jalen Green, I think he's going to pull some out, some, some cold out, personally. I, I feel like Obi Toppin is like a walking rectangle. <laughs> that is a really good point. <laughs> Holy shit, that is like, brilliant. I, I am not looking forward to that at all. No, yeah, the star power sucks. I don't get why like stars don't want to be in it anymore. It's weird, it's, right? Uh, it's weird. But also, like, why don't you pay them to be in it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like get it's a million dollars if you win this shit. There's gonna be a lot more different people. Like LeBron and them probably wouldn't do it, but you'd get more people interested in wanting to do it. But I mean, like more so as these young rookies, like because like Jordan and Kobe all did it when they were younger in their careers. I yeah. get LeBron not doing it now. I get that. But like your first few years, like why are you not like Zion should have been in his rookie year? Okay, right? on the spot then, Andy. John Moran of these be young right players. Now. Okay, of these yeah, young Josh players, John ja, ja would be in it for real. Four players under twenty-five that you would want to see in a slam dunk contest right now. Jaws one. Miles Bridges. Okay. I think he's under 25. Is Zach Levine still under 25? I think he might be older. I feel like he's been in a league for a while, but... He came, in at, he came in at 18 or 19 years old, though. Too. And he's in the three-point contest, too. Yeah. But uh, he's 26. 26. But yeah, we'll uh, allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> no, we, we can take... We can take I'll take Ja. I'll take Miles Bridges. I'll, I'll take Jalen Green, because he's the number two pick this year. He can fly. Like, I think he's the right person to be in his league to, to build up his brand. Um, and I think number four would be who's a high flyer, young potential star. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like hard to like, I mean, see guys Zion, have ups. Like, Zion right? should, but he's injured. So I can't say Zion. Otherwise he'd be a guy I would say, bro. That's saying he might not, he might need another surgery on his foot, dog. Like this might be, be the biggest, the biggest bust of all time. You know, maybe they should turn it on its head, and instead of having these guys who can jump, like 
pull pull some dudes that you wouldn't expect. Like, uh, so I'm I'm tracking the Bucks game right now, which they're down by three now. They came out of the cellar. Like, I want to see like Courtsmas uh, in the dunk contest. I just want to see like what he would try to do in that scenario. <laughs> or somebody that's not flashy. And I just want to see, like, I just want, like, maybe not the actual dunk contest, but I want to see some dudes like George Niang. Like, what's George Niang going to pull out of the, out of the bag <laughs> in the dunk contest? Like, maybe that's what they should be doing. Like, we can just all laugh at it. What Wes Matthews, 32-year-old Wes Matthews, what would he pull out in the dunk contest? <laughs> maybe we just do that. I don't know. No, I mean, like, I wish ja, – I really wish Ja Moran was there. Like, I feel like this is game – this is the all-star game, all-star event where Ja Moran should take over. Um, he's in MVP discussions to a certain extent. Uh, team's killing it. His team's doing really well. I, he's an MVP – or he's an all-star. He's great. He's ever going to be an MVP candidate. I think you could he, say no, he's he an is. MVP candidate. He, he is. He's, he's a top seven, I would say. Um, he's – not ever going to be in a three-point contest, given that, whatever. Uh, he's on the skills competition this year because of the new uh, formats. He's not on the rising stars. Like, he's – Yeah, you're not doing anything small, other than playing in the you're, game. You're a small market player. Like, you have to build your brand to be a star, and your way to do that otherwise is in the all-star game. You're a high flyer. You are an electric player. You preach for the fans. Be in the slam dunk contest. Yeah. What we want, like you know, Dominique did it, Jordan, Kobe. I mean, LeBron didn't do it. He set this trend that ruined the NBA, just like you know, forming the big three because you can't win alone. Cough, cough, Mark line. <laughs> but like, he started this terrible trend of like stars, quote unquote, stars that aren't stars. You're not joining the dunk contest that has such a herald tradition. I think another um, part of that, though, too, is like. The way that we view the game, the, even the way the game is played now, it's it's more perimeter focused. So, like, when you look at the stars on, on these challenges, they're all in the three-point contest. Trey Young, Zach Levine, Cat. Like, those are bigger names. The rest, who cares? Like, I mean, them, somebody might win, right? You have Desmond Bain, Fred Van Vliet, <laughs> Luke Kennard, Patty Mills. But... The game is just as exciting now watching Steph and Trey Young launch half court threes than it was watching, you know, hundred percent. But it's so like there's just more focus on it. It's so different though when we had Jason Williams, uh, White Chocolate, doing the bounce pass and one game like back in the nineties. Like the dunks have always the dunk has always been a thing. Like it, it always will be. Back then it was a dribbling. Dribbling is still now a thing. It Three is. point shots will always be a thing now going forward. But, like, the dunk contest is just that staple contest. And maybe they switch around this year with the dunk contest. Like, you know, the third event and then three-point contest is the fourth event. But it's your right. main event. It, you know, it's like the, the WrestleMania of WWE. It's where you make your, your shine. So, like, why is Anthony Edwards not in it from Minnesota? Yes. You're, yes. Small ma- you're a small market player. You can jump off the gym. Like, why are you not in it? That's where I get a little frustrated with these younger players that want to build a brand. You're in a small market team. Your team's not winning. You want a free agent to come there, but you do nothing to build your brand either. Um, this is your chance. Like, do it for the fans that you say you love um, is what I wish. So, yeah, I think Anthony Edwards would be the fourth person I would like to see in that all-star uh, dunk contest under 25. I mean, that, that's a really good point. Like, think of think of Zach Levine back in the day. Like, Zach Levine was maybe was, like an NBA Reddit, like – 
topic, but like you're, he's not like you're not talking about him as some like up and coming draft pick. And oh. he gets in the dunk contest, and he's, you're kind of like, oh yeah, Zach Levine. I didn't know Zach Levine had those ups. And Zach Levine starts getting some more attention, and you know now he's a an incredible player. Right. But that did help put him on the map. And yeah, you're right. Like, you know, Anthony Edwards is a phenomenal player. Like, but nobody knows him because he plays for Minnesota. Like, he can jump out the gym. Like, put him in there. See what he does. You know, Miles Bridges having a fantastic season that nobody's talking about. Could win Most Improved Player, but nobody's talking to him. Grant, he's won before. Like he's he's kind of all there. He's done it. Um, John Moran having a great season for Memphis. Like again, top seven MVP candidate. But we're not talking to the extent that we should because he's in Memphis. And there's no notoriety there. Like put yourself on the map in a or, way for the whole public to see you on national TV because you're not playing those games right now. He will once he forces once once he signs his next contract and insert big city name here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 100%. Also, just to kind of talk more stuff about the weekend. Um, did you guys see the Rising Stars new format? Is I I, uh, I was looking at that right now. What what is it? It's pretty cool. So they have twenty eight players, um, that are going to be divided into four teams, and on Friday they're going to have a fucking tournament. <laughs> Um, so it's going to have 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, and four G League players are the total player pool. Um, and they're going to compete in three games on Friday, starting at 8 o'clock our time. Each game is going to be played to a final target score, ending with the basket made or free throw instead of the clock running out. It'll nice. be a race to 75 to celebrate the league's 75-year anniversary. Game one and two will be played until a team reaches 50. Game three will be played until a team Quick, quick games, basically quick halves. So it's the, I like that. It is I pretty like cool. That. They got four yeah. teams. So the coaches are going to be, um, what do we have here? Rick Barry, Gary Payton, Isaiah Thomas, and James Worthy. So you got Team Barry, Cade Cunningham, Dyson Daniels, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoru, Alperin Sengun. Evan, Evan Mobley. Shangun. Shangun Tate and Franz Wagner, Team Isaiah, Precious. I'm not even gonna try to butcher that. Desmond Bain, uh, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, and Isaiah Stewart. Team Peyton, Lamelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Ayo Demensmu, Chris Duarte, Stuart Henderson, Bones Halen, Jonathan Kuminga, Jade McDaniel's, and Davion Mitchell. That's my favorite team by far. Oh hell yeah! And Did you say bone, Bones Hendon? Hi, Highland Bones Highland. I might have said Hendon, but he's what actually in as a replacement for Mitchell. Um, Jonathan Kaminga is a replacement for Duarte, and Davion Mitchell is not playing. James Worthy, Cole Anthony, Marjan uh, Buchamp. Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. That seems kind of cold. Josh Giddy is cold. That is good. That is yeah, a good. Yeah, Josh Giddy is. That's probably that's, probably that's, that's like one one B team right there. Well, with Chris Duarte not playing and Mitchell either, I guess. That, well, Lamelo that, Ball. Yeah, it'll be fun. Lamelo Ball. Ball. Scotty Barnes is nice too. Yeah, Sky Barnes. Iu Dusman is uh Dusbano was good from the Bulls. He, he crushed Illinois last year. Um 
They got Jonathan Gamingo is he's making us fuck from Golden I'm State. I'm in on this. I'm actually watching this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. This is- <laughs> yeah I got dinner reservations. <laughs> yeah. So like kind of talking the All Star topic and going off keys. I'm throwing up the thing. We probably could throw this as a Twitter uh, poll if we want, but. NBA is really, I think, is by far the best all-star event we have going on. Mm-hmm. NHL is a, a close second. They have a really yep. fun event as well. Um, and NBA is really good at adopting new things. If you could adopt a new game, what would you pick? Because I think I, my two top two would be like 21 with like five guys, six guys, or King of the Courts. And I say King of the Courts because I think back, have, have you ever seen those videos of Kevin Garnett just murdering guys at the 2002 olympics and king of the courts um but that that game looks fucking awesome i could just i would love to see like five of the top nba players playing king of the court you know like first guy to score 10 points playing King of the court wins um any games you could think of that'd be fun or what you would want to see i think i think i would scrap everything and just run a 3v3 tournament 3v3 yeah. would be fun yeah. too <clears throat> just have everybody like i don't know have 33 have 33 man teams where like all the best players get to form their team regardless of where they come from um in the league obviously you could probably have the G League if you wanted to but you know teams don't matter but we're going to pick the 30 best players in the NBA form form your three man squad let's go run the oh, games yeah. on the same court bro at the same time two two games going on at the same time I wish we caused more drama and did more drafts. Like, I would love that. Like, you know, what, seven captains, right? Where we have a uh, snake draft, everybody drafts right. their guys, you know, create some drama. Kevin Durant's up. Yo, you got to pick between Russell Westbrook or James Harden. Here you go. <laughs> it would be super fun, dog. I think oh, it would yeah. be amazing. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, that's something I love with the NBA is they play into this event so well. The events are fun. Um, granted, the dunk contest, which was their bread and butter, is losing its its flavor. It's still a very fun event. Uh, what about you, Farley? I was I, I was literally going to say a three on three event of some type. <laughs> I wasn't thinking like like the actual all stars, but doing something where you're giving you're giving some of these up and comers even more of a chance to promote themselves. So like Friday, maybe you do the 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 rising stars game, and then Saturday during the day you have you have a series of three on three games, but each team like has to have a G league player um, or maybe you theme the team. So like, just like you do with rising stars, like you've got a couple of rookie teams, a couple Mm -hmm. of sophomore teams, maybe you have a team of veterans uh, or like, or maybe you bring in a team of guys that are, yeah, like unsigned veteran free agents over 35 and and see if they can go at it. A G league all-star team. You know what they should do actually is make alumni teams of three and three teams. That'd be that'd be sick. Like they do. That would be cool. So like you know, start back to like I don't know how how like a a formidable team would be on how back far back we go. Like 2014 might be the closest with LeBron, Melo, and one other guy. Um, But yeah, formalize like you know three of the top or four or five of the top guys from those draft classes and start playing like that. That'd be kind of cool too. Get, be get a team with Duncan, Manu, <laughs> and Tony Parker. Oh, oh, they're winning. It's I over. thought they win a title or two. <laughs> Goes up against uh, Dwayne. Have, you think, have Pop we, coach him. Yeah, so the, the actually the contest I'm actually now, because I'm white, looking forward to is the three-point contest. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? You're, you're white? Yeah, so shocking. <laughs> 
shocking. White high 15-24. But uh, I, I love the three-point contest, and I always have. But uh, who y'all looking forward to that? Who you think is winning that one? Uh, I didn't even know Desmond Bain was that good of a three-point shooter to be in this contest. But I, I honestly hope Carl Anthony Towns falls flat on his face in this. <laughs> Dude, too. I, when I seen his name on the list, I was like, bro. Get I'm out not going to lie. I'm looking at the contest for the first time. It's a very underwhelming um, participant pool. Yeah, I'm going to take Trey Young. I mean, this Luke, this Luke chalk. Kennard is in this? Luke Kennard's a decent shooter. Yeah. He's a white height. I mean, he's, I mean I just, he's a dookie. But <laughs> I know. Who's uh, Is anybody taking the Zach Levine spot? Um, um, it doesn't say. I'm like on their website. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah, say. I mean, yeah, Trey Young seems like the the foregone conclusion to win this. I, I think I'm gonna go with Fred Van Vliet. I, I was thinking him, but his shot's slow. His shot's slow coming off that rack. I don't know how his shot and he also he's a set shooter. I don't know how his shot's gonna adjust to that. I think he I think he's gonna be so excited. Like I think I'm pretty sure this is his first all star game, right? I think he's yeah. in Van Vliet, so yeah. So like first time you know, participant. Uh, that's important. But, um, dude, you know what's funny? When shit was happening in Milwaukee, say the finals, everybody's making a big deal about how there wasn't shit to do here. And you got an all-star game in Cleveland. <laughs> what the right. fuck is there to do in Cleveland? Yeah, There's nothing, nothing to do in Rock Cleveland. and Roll Hall of Fame. I've literally seen Cleveland compared to West Dallas, Wisconsin in videos. <laughs> it's like, it's the worst. I don't understand. Like, yeah. how does Cleveland um, get the All-Star game and Milwaukee can't? Well, I thought we were supposed to. And then that was the schedule. It was like Milwaukee, Cleveland, Chicago, or Chicago, Cleveland, something like that. There, and then COVID happened and all the other shit happened. And it, like, shifted some stuff around. But I'm pretty sure it was, like, in the Midwest. It was, was going to rotate between Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland in some particular cool. order. Cool, but, COVID. I mean, yeah. I mean, that messed everything. But also, I, I brought up Cleveland because it's Ohio, and Kennard and McCollin are from Ohio, so that matters too. Sometimes uh, you get a little hyper when you're at home. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, either way, that's going to be awesome. Sorry I brought that up because that one uh, a little underwhelming forecast. But yeah. <laughs> so, no, but the most important game of the weekend is a celebrity all-star game. Let's, let's talk about oh the, the fucking star power that's in this game. So you got Team Walton versus Team Nick. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm up, yeah, I just pulled it up to myself to see. Uh, Jimmy Allen. Okay. You guys know who the songwriter? Yeah, little, yeah, a little brother country songwriter. Okay, yeah. okay. Brittany Elena. She's no, an athlete is, so. and a model. Machine Gun Kelly after Eminem made him change his oh, genre geez. and the way that he dressed. He's a songwriter, um, not a rapper anymore. <laughs> he's not a rapper. He changed his whole – he's like a rock star now. It's crazy. Um, you got uh Derricka Hamby from the Las Vegas Aces. I don't I don't know half of these people. Yeah, like how many other Matt James from The Bachelor. Uh Quavo's on there. <laughs> Quavo. Quavo Quavo. <laughs> um, here we go. This is who we all want to see. Uh Anwar Doblea, that's the reggaeton guy. A lot of people seem oh, to know him. He sponsored the UFC last weekend. It was kind of weird. His fucking album thing was on, on Matt. <laughs> Hold up. Seen that Okay, no, continue. Please continue. I'm just looking at these and I'm like, holy shit, there's somebody that's going to dominate. Go ahead. Uh, Kane Brown. I like Kane Brown, and I think I've seen him who before. He's pretty solid. Uh, Miles Garrett. 
Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is gonna kill Jack. <laughs> That's, not That's not fair at all. Booby Gibson, former Cavs legend. Well, he's a current Cavs legend, former Cav. Tiffany Haddish. Uh, Jack Harlow, rapper, recording artist. Carissa Jackson. Hope there's women on the um, Globetrotters. I haven't been to a Globetrotter thing in a while. Apparently. Uh, but yeah, so like a whole lot of nothing is going on in this game. So, we'll so why is happens. why does Team Neek have a former NBA player, but <laughs> Team Walton doesn't? He's a little unfair. No, because we're gonna say that. So Team so, Walton's a Peloton instructor. He's a celebrity now. <laughs> That's what says me a celebrity. A Peloton instructor. Wait, which one is the Peloton Alex instructor? Toussaint, Alex to Saint. Yeah, Alex Croissant. <laughs> Oh, he's French. Okay. Oh, um, God. This wow. is the worst All-Star game ever. Like, where's Bayer Justin Bieber at? Yeah, there's no Bayer. Bieber. No, no, no Kevin Hart. No Quavo's going to be Hart. MVP. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that. That's Are probably you... why, because Quavo, Quavo's decent, dog. Like, he's he's a good player. So, that's probably why they're like, well, if you can get him, we'll put the legend old man I'll on, say on, ever on the other Gibson, team. A former NBA player to be a yo. <laughs> Quavo's equivalent to you. You play the NBA, but Quavo, you're just a young, young rapper that's pretty good at basketball. You guys are about equal, so you can't sleep each other out. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, my God. You mean this um, whole draft process, my whole life of training for the college, the NBA, don't mean up to this rapper. Miles my, Garrett Gano's is going to kill somebody. It just oh, like, yeah. He is just going to slam him. Tears ACL or something. So, <laughs> the game, the so they announced um so the NBA the 75 anniversary team members and Namath Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, Dominique Wilkins and Bill Walton will serve as head coaches for the game. The full rosters um we just talked about. As previously announced, the game will tip off with the Ruffles Ridge four point shooting competition, with the Ruffles and the NBA donating four thousand to support the Thurgood Marshall College Fund for every shot made behind the line with a minimum of 40000 being donated. So that's how the game will start off. <laughs> Side note, I want to see Steph Curry versus Trey Young and horse. That, yeah, that'd <laughs> that would be cool. cool. Yeah. That would be and cool. And then Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon and slam dunk horse. Ooh. I want specific horses. That's what I want for competitions. You know, like fans pick it. And I don't care what you say, NBA players, you adhere to it because you play for us. You love us so much. So do something for us. I pick you to play in this event. You do it. Wow. How much you think it costs to go to? How much you think it costs to go to this event on Saturday in Cleveland? Three hundred dollars. I don't know. I was wondering. Oh, I thought you like looked it up and you were like quizzing us. Well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll uh, I don't know. It might be worth the drive to go watch this lame ass show. Judging by the person. celebrities going to Cleveland for this event, 45 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, they couldn't get anyone to go. That's a LeBron sad might not memory. show up. I bet Guy Fieri will be there, though. Guy Fieri will show up at anything. <laughs> and Nickelback will be performing at halftime. <laughs> Ooh, I, 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 like, I kind of like Nickelback, so I'll be all right with that. Wow, that is a hot take. <laughs> Holy I man. At, I was at dinner with my parents, and uh, my dad was going to his cousin's birthday party. He was having an artist. I can't get too deep into it, but anyways. 
Um, he's like, yeah, I hope Nickelback's perform. I was like, why? <laughs> Nickelback's perform. <laughs> Nickelback is all right. I don't and know. All, oh my god. All my family's like, yeah, I kind of like Nickelback. I was like, wow. <laughs> I've never felt so your, out of place in my your life. Your family sounds like good people. Like Nickelback. <laughs> this is this oh, is man. the hottest take you've ever Dude, dropped. I love I love Photograph. That song is amazing to me. I get what people say though. Like oh, you, you play God. a lot. If you play a lot of their songs, they all sound the same. But they sound they sound good. <laughs> wow. Okay. We gotta we gotta we gotta shut this shit down. Man, this is this is kidding. This is getting off Puerto Rican I've ever been in my life. We need the NFL back so bad. Oh, oh my God. Nickelback being good. Uh, sign me off. Uh, you can go to All Star Saturday Night for two hundred and forty nine dollars right now on uh, SeatGeek. Um, oh, that, that's a little bit too expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll save it for the. I'll save it for crypto. But uh, that's gonna. <laughs> there we go. That'll do it for us, uh, Brian. Anything? Why did I just call you Brian? What the fuck? Shut <laughs> up. Um, anything you want to? Uh, anything you want to drop? Talk about? Mention you got coming out this week? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West comes out tomorrow. I was trying to take PTO, but got to do some calls at work tomorrow. But oh. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be streaming it finally back. We're going live on YouTube this time to try that platform out. Hopefully, you guys come check it out. I'm trying to beat the game this weekend. They say it's about 25 hours, so I'm gonna try to put in as much work as possible. Um, but I look forward to it, man. The first one was amazing. If you like single player experiences and got a PS4 or five, you gotta check this shit out. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, we'll be looking out for that. Andy, uh, any big plans for the weekend? <laughs> Listen um, to some Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, God. I'm going to blast some Nickelback. I'm going to paint my basements, go on some brewery tours for the future brother-in-law's birthday, and demolition my bathroom. And, yeah, life is good. Demolition your bathroom. Yes, yeah, suburban puppy dad right here. Just living the dream. The next time I pull up to Andy's house, I'm going to pull up Blast and Nickelback. It's going to be great. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Cops calling you real quick. Well, okay. We we need to go because I think we just lost our entire listenership. Uh, thank you for all six of you for sticking around with us. We love you. <laughs> we'll be back next Look week. Look at this photograph. Oh, my God. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Oh, my God. I'm ending this now. Oh, my God.